I want to welcome everybody out this morning. Um, as you all know, or if you don't know, uh, Pastor John is in Mexico with Dale Yurton, just having the time of his life on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's doing really well. He went and visited an uh, orphanage yesterday, and he said to let you all know that he's... Uh, Everything's going well, and he's thinking and praying for everybody. Uh, Y'all bear with me this morning. This is my first time on a Sunday morning. A little nervous about that. But uh, I guess we're going to go on and, and, and open up here. Um, if you guys would turn in your Bibles to... Uh, let me make something up here. John 14... Big John, the Gospel of John. So I was, uh, John had called and asked me to fill in a, a, a month or so ago, and uh, I was thinking and, and praying. I'm kind of slow to answer on that. And because uh, life's just been crazy. Can anybody else say that? Yeah. Life's just been crazy. I don't know how to, how to describe it. It's like, it just seems like it just happens, you know, and you're dealing with whatever's right in front of you at the moment. And, man, it's so easy just to get off, isn't it? So easy just to get off and worrying about this or worrying about that. And the last couple of years in, in my business and personal life, it's been, it's been so busy I can't even describe the busyness and anxiety and stuff that I've dealt with. And that's why I've been slow to answer because I'm not perfect, y'all. I slip too. And, but, but God has a plan for everything. Do you believe that? He has a plan when you go through that stuff. He sure does. And I was, and I'm just, I'd opened up my Bible and I was thinking about asking, and I was praying. I was like, God, what do you want me to do here? You know, because I believe God puts you in places. You know, he put me here to serve John. I know that after I got uh, saved here, uh, God just confirmed it to me through a dream. This is where I'm supposed to serve, so here I am, you know. And I got to believe that if God put me here, he's got he's a plan. He's put something in my heart through all the mess in the last few years to help maybe encourage some of you guys today. So I opened up my Bible just randomly to this, and there's a bunch of highlights I had in my Bible uh, through John 14, 15, and 16, and I'm just going to take you through the process because really I, I found myself, um, God speaking to me here, and it, it, you know, sometimes you go through periods where it's just quiet. You got all the stress of the world. You got life hitting you left and right. Sometimes it's hard to pray. Being honest here, sometimes it's hard to get that Bible out and read. Man, life just happens, y'all. It does, and I was opening this up, and I'd made these notes, I don't know how long ago, doesn't matter. But I just started skimming over, and I'm going to start uh, in John chapter 14. I'm going to read, not one, not two, but three chapters. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to skim through some highlights because it all goes together. Anybody that's ever heard me read a whole chapter, y'all be asleep in two seconds. <laughs> um, it's funny, Tim Harmon, I don't know if he's here, 
I got to speak a few times before at a night service, and I just want y'all to know this ahead of time, because he gave the best description. He said, Danny's like a Model T. He said, so you got to get a crank on him, and then another crank, and then another crank, but he'll get going. You just get, so so y'all bear with me for a second here. So John 14 and 13. Uh, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now we're going to skip here, so y'all just hang with me, because we're about to sail right through three chapters here. Um, I'm going to skip down to verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who loves me uh, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will will manifest myself to him. We're going to skip down to verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That was one chapter, that was pretty good, wasn't it? We're going to 15 now. You're going to start to hear in these three chapters, and this is what caught me, now, you're going to start to hear... Uh, some phrases over and over again, and Jesus is, is talking to his disciples here, and he keeps repeating himself. And I don't know if this was like three days in these three chapters, or if he got all through all three of them as fast as I'm about to. But he keeps repeating himself, and I want you to hear it. Uh, so, uh, 15, he starts to tell him he's divine. My father's divine dress, dresser, every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of that. We're going to skip down to seven. You're going to start hearing some familiar stuff. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. So he's saying it a little different way here. Uh, By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Well, that's good news right there, isn't it? God gets glorified when you bear fruit in your life. Um, Let's skip down to... Uh, we're going to verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Amen. I'm not going to read the rest of that. We're going to, actually I am, uh, that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. He keeps saying that whatever you ask in my name, he keeps drilling at home. Right? We're going to keep reading. Uh, That's chapter 14. I promised you fast, didn't I? Oh, 15. You guys are on it. Um, 15 and verse uh, 8. He's talking about going away. And he says, but when I go away, um, he's going to send the Holy Spirit. So he's he's telling them, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. God gets the glory when you bear a lot of fruit in your life. Uh, and right here he's saying, I'm not always going to be with you. And in verse 8 he says, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to send someone like me. Amen. I'm not always going to be sitting right here with you, but I'm going to send someone just like me. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, and when he has come, verse 8, uh, he will convict the world of sin uh, and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more, and of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. And he goes on to talk some more about the Holy Spirit, and uh, 
he's a, and then he starts in verse 16. Uh, a little while I'm with you, and you'll see me, and a little while you won't see me. Uh, because I go to the Father. And his disciples were getting confused. Skip into verse 18. And they said, what is this that you're talking about? You know, you've been talking about whatever you ask in my name. You've been talking about you're not going to be with me. You've been talking about somebody else is going to come who's just like me. The Holy Spirit, amen, they're confused. So I hope I've done a good job of confusing you all to this point, trying to keep up. Because they said, therefore, what is this that he says? And uh, so Jesus starts to break it down a little bit. And because they, they sit right there in 18, we don't even know what he's saying. What's he, you know, he keeps saying all this stuff, what's he talking about? Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he says, are you inquiring about what I said? A little while I'll be here, and you will see me, and a little while you won't see me. And so he goes to describe all this, and this is really where I want to start, start focusing here, because it, it kind of comes down in verse 21. And he starts to explain it. And he says this, he says, a woman, when she has sorrow because her hour has come, talking about a woman uh, that's pregnant, uh, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being is being born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice, and your joy uh, no one will take from you. In verse 23, and in, and in that day you will ask me nothing. And this, guys, this is when I was asking God, you know, what do you want me to do here? And this is where he really started hitting home. And he said, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you that whatever you ask the Father in my name... He will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. And he's, so all that, all this stuff that he's talking about, leaving and asking God in his name and all that, he's, he's, he's teaching and he winds up teaching about a woman in labor. You know, there's times in life, like I was just saying, life's been crazy, y'all. It has been. And of course he's talking to them about their salvation coming. You know, he's going to go, and he's, they're not going to see him again. They are going to see him again, but then they're not going to see him again. You know, and, and of course he's describing salvation, but he's also talking about times in our life. I mean, there's times when, when God's put a call in our life to, to do something. I'm a bricklayer, y'all. I have a bricklaying company. God has called me to that. I have no doubt about it. But I have had all kinds of anxieties and worries about how to keep it going, how to do it, how to keep moving forward. Amen. We hit this stuff in our life, and he, and he likens it to, and, and if you haven't, this first part is, is, is to the believers in the room. If, if you've been walking with the Lord for a while, we have calls to be parents and husbands and wives, and man, turmoil just comes, doesn't it? But he likens it to a woman in labor. So I had to talk to Christy. I was like, all right, I need a woman's opinion here. I know how bad... You squeeze my hand. <laughs> and that story you tell about me, Taco Bell, hasn't went away. <laughs> ever. And so tell me. I was like, 
how bad was the pain? And she's, she's like, it was, the most, it was probably the worst thing that she's ever experienced in her life. And, like, I knew that, but I don't know that, you know. But Jesus tells a story, uh, you know, from a woman's perspective going through birth. And I, I, I can kind of like in my last two years of that. You know, God's got a, 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 the path he's had me on lately with work and stuff has been all kinds of sorrow. Isn't that what he said? All kinds of sorrow and anguish. You know, when you're, when you're walking, you know, you, you, when you get saved and God sets you on that path in your life, it's like you get all excited. It's like, yes. And I love... Um, I love the end of the, the, the chapter here. I'm going to read that to you before I move on. Because Jesus explains a few more things in verse 32. He says, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, and yes, when you will be scattered. Amen. I felt scattered before. Each to his own uh, will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father's with me. Then, he, then he, he, he just puts the point on it, and he says, These things I've told you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Amen. This is how I can say that I can liken my sorrow. You guys can liken your sorrow to what Jesus is saying by a woman going through labor. Because we're going to have sorrow. He says, he, he puts the pinpoint on it here. He says, uh, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. That's good news. We all got a path that we're walking. There's... There's a place that God's called you, and, and man, it's easy to get excited when he calls you on it, isn't it? And uh, it's like you get going, and all of a sudden, pow, you know, you just get hit with something. People leave you, the people, whatever circumstance, you feels like you don't have enough. And uh, man, it just, it just one thing to another, to another, to another, but it's real easy to forget, you know, after your salvation, God said you're a new creation. You know, and we're supposed to walk our salvation out with fear and trembling. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. So the things that we're, we're coming against when we're walking to how God's leading us in our life, the things we're coming against, we're not going to see the answer to it right there. Amen. And as we walk, uh, I'll get to that in just a second. So in, in, in verse 23, Jesus keeps re repeating the phrase, if you ask anything in my name. And I just got to read something to you. Whoops. Where did I put it? Y'all say in. In. Anybody ever been in something? We're about to go into something here. You know, it's funny how God will highlight things to you and help you along the way. Sometimes he doesn't let you see it until he's done letting you see it. You know what I mean? You don't get to see it ahead of time. Uh, this is the, the description. Don't ask me why I'm not a Greek scholar. But I, I was just like, in my name, it just kept sticking out to me. Because he said, if you ask anything specifically in my name, there's a way that we do it. Amen? There's a way, and it's in his name. Let me read this. Uh, and this just fired me all up. So in, I-N. The description of in in the Greek means a fixed position. 
a fixed position in place, time, or a state. And it also means a relation of rest. So Jesus is sitting here teaching, and he keeps saying it, if you ask it in my name. And let me tell you, when you're going through the sorrows, when you're going through the birth pains of what God's called you to, and your family's going haywire, your work's going haywire, you're going to find out real quick if you're in a fixed position. You're going to find out real quick how fixed you are when that anxiety and that fear starts to rise up. Amen? This is a fixed position. Not only is it fixed, it's a place of rest. Amen? In my name, if you ask. I can't tell you how many times I asked wrong. Amen? Anybody here asked out of worry? God, I can't control this. No, because my God supplies exceedingly and abundantly beyond all I can ask or think. I can't tell you how many times I've had problems come up and my asking probably look like this. Well, God, I can't even think how to fix this, but I know you do. Amen? It's beyond all I could ask or think. God, I, I, I come into agreement with you after you called me, and now I'm walking this path. Lord, you supply all my needs. All my needs are supplied, but when I come up with a shortage... Am I fixed on, on his supply or am I fixed on the shortage? Yep. My gosh, it spills over, y'all. How fixed are we? And I said, sometimes he doesn't allow you to see. He doesn't allow you to see the answer until you've walked through the problem. Y'all, I, I didn't see where I slipped and tripped and had anxiety and fear and all this stuff attacking me over the last few years that I've been fighting my way through. I couldn't see that I wasn't fixed like I knew it. But there's times when, when, when God allows you to see that. You know, and, and you, that can even be a lie that comes at you. Amen? You can be sitting there believing in all the haywire and everything's happened. And, and the thing in your mind is, oh, you know, where'd I go wrong? Where'd I step off? You start judging yourself. You know, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 13.5, it says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Boy, it's easy to start out in faith like we was talking about. All right, God, I'm, I'm taking off on this journey, but we don't see all the, the mountains and the valleys along the way. And uh, Paul's saying here, in, in, he says, examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. You know, this could all be happening. You could be fixed perfectly. And looking back, I believe I, in my mind I wasn't, but in his mind, amen, he doesn't leave us or forsake us. He's turning everything bad out for good. In his mind, I was okay because in Christ, in my salvation, I was always okay there. Amen? And you're okay there. Uh, but we need to examine ourselves to say, you know, are we still in faith? Do we still got to have every answer laid out right in front of us for every single trial? Or are we at a place of rest where he's leading us? Amen? He said... Do you not know yourselves that Christ is in you? My gosh, Christ. If you're fixed in Christ, he says right here, test yourselves. Do you not know that Christ is in you? Amen? In you, he is fixed. He's at a place of rest inside you. 
My gosh, how do we let all these worries and fears overtake us all the time? Test yourself to see if you're in the faith. Do you know that you have Christ in your heart? Come on, people. It ain't just are we in Him. Test yourself, because He's in you. Come on, believers. Do you believe that? He is in you. Unless, I don't like the way that verse ends. <laughs> Unless, indeed, you're disqualified. The qualifying fact for your peace and your, and your fight and your struggle that God's called you for is that Christ is in you. Amen. Amen. And He is fixed there. He is sealed. Amen. He's, he's, he's there to walk with you and take you through every trial you could ever have. This is good news today. But look here, he says, unless you're disqualified, look, this is when your flesh gets involved. We start walking by flesh, guilty. We start walking by the flesh, and all of a sudden, the problem that hits us that the Christ in us has the perfect answer for, when that problem hits, the health, the finances, when, when your help ain't there that, or it doesn't appear to be there, He's still in there working, but your flesh, he's sneaky. He just sneaks right up in there. Woo, you ain't got enough. Them employees ain't showing up today. He likes to give you notices at 2 or 3 in the morning, too. Your flesh, 2 or 3 in the morning, he'll wake you up. You still hurting, ain't you? <laughs> Man, he does. It's like, dang, I remember I went through a season. He's like, my eyes are just open up. Boom, 2 o'clock. I swear I heard a beep on my phone or something. Somebody's calling in to work. You know, we're so busy, I can't, I can't even fathom that today. And then I got other things hitting me from this or that, and it's like, oh, yeah, he'll wake you up. Your flesh will disqualify you every single time. Amen. And he'll lay so much weight on you and fear on you, you can't even go forward. But Paul says to examine yourselves. Are you still in the faith? And... And don't you know that Christ is in you? You can overcome anything that your flesh is trying to talk you out of if you, if you take yourself... Look, we didn't do anything to be saved. Amen? Our righteousness... Look, you're righteous. If you're on the call that God has called you to in your life, you are a righteous person if you're saved. But how can you be on where God called you if you haven't received Him? And that's what this is talking about. Christ is in you. It's the overcoming power uh, that, that overcomes the world. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, you may have peace in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He has an answer for every tribulation you're coming against. And it's going to come and hit hard like birth pains. Amen? He's going to come in and hit you hard. As a matter of fact, we're going to be tempted to walk by the flesh. And we're going to do it. We may even slip off and into sin a little bit. But you know, Christ is still there. He is still fighting for you. Amen? Amen? He never leaves us or forsakes us. You can turn from that. We have the tool of repentance. You know, if you, if you slip into that. My God, I'm thankful for that. But in my name, it's a fixed position. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's it like to be in a fixed position with Christ? Like, what's that like when we're going through? How do, we, 
how do we fix ourselves? Let's, let's, let's say we're not fixing ourselves because Christ fixed us, but how do we fix ourselves where we're in a place of rest? How do we do that every day? You know, how do we do it? Yes. Uh, let me say this. I wrote, I wrote this down. Proverbs 18.10. Take us there on the screen for everybody to see. It's coming. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Isn't that what we was just, I was just kind of describing? You know, you're righteous in Christ. It's a gift. Amen? We need to remind our flesh that because your flesh wants to remind you of your works and all your shortfalls and your mind wants to take you down that path and destroy you and tear you up and keep you stomped down all the time. Amen? We're not righteous because of that. We're righteous because we believe what Jesus did for us. Amen? It's a gift. We are born again by faith through grace. Amen? And we have to learn to walk the rest of our lives like that. You'll defeat the flesh when you learn that you're living in a gift. Amen? The life that Christ gave us, Christ is in you as a gift. And look here, you've got to have some ammo, don't you? Jesus said, in my name, amen? If you're in a, the name of the Lord, let's talk about that. It's a strong tower. This is where the word comes. Jesus is the word, isn't he? We can go through here and we can take some stuff out of this word with us. And I'm just going to read a couple of mine to you. Amen? The, the ones that I go to when I feel the pressure, when I feel pressure of lack coming, or I just wake up and don't want to get out of bed because I know what I got to handle for the day. Amen. And, and I'm going to, has his name become a strong tower to you? Look, this is how we, the righteous, the ones that believe by faith and receive the gift of righteousness, that's the Danny Kidd Amplified version, run to it and are safe. Amen. I can, when lack starts to come up in my life, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Look, guys, you have to walk by faith is renewing your mind. You have to renew your mind. Amen. You're born. Christ is in you. He is perfect in there. He is fighting for you. He done overcame everything in the world for you. But that, that trip up of, of sin not to believe, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Do we believe that God's done everything he says he's going to do? And it's sin not to believe. You know, and, and we can all fall into that trap, but we've got to renew our mind there. The places where we found lack in our life, we've got to have something there. I mean, we've got to have some kind of fortress we can stand under while we're, while we're going through the valley. Amen? And, and it's His Word. Somebody correctly answered. When I, <clears throat> I, I wrote down some daily, basic, just some basic, basic daily. Y'all got it. All right. <laughs> Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads me with benefits, the God of my salvation. Amen. Have you woke up with that on your mind lately? I'm going to tell you, it's a strong place. It's, a, it's like a tower. You start to build this by faith when you read his word and you get some promises. Here's one everybody knows. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? 
Guys, we got to start every day off right. We got to start it off right. Jesus said that don't worry about tomorrow. It's got plenty of worries, and let me tell you, when you get in the in the flesh, that's the first place you go. Tomorrow. <laughs> Nothing's right tomorrow. <laughs> I can see it all crashing. <laughs> it's a wreck tomorrow. Have y'all been there? Yeah. It's a total mess. Yeah, let that settle in for a minute. Don't we know that all things are possible with God? My gosh, all we got to do is make it today, y'all. Today. Today. Today is the day he, he made. We can rejoice right now. Amen? So let me ask you another question. Um, and I, I didn't write this verse down unless I Googled it. Let me see here. I might have Googled it. I do this sometimes. I get stuff on my mind, and I just Google it, and I leave the page open because uh, I really want to read it to you. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, no. Hmm. No signal. That was fantastic. And in Romans, I did see that. It's in Romans uh, Paul's talking and he says, won't God freely give, if God has given his only, his only son, won't he give you all things? This is another promise. Look, God is here to supply every need that we have as believers. And Jesus even said this, if you ask anything in my name, that God gets the glory when you get it. Amen? I heard somebody this week say, the most selfish thing you can do is give because it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good to give, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good to walk around with joy and, and, and pass that off to somebody or give someone the encouragement they need? Amen. God wants to give you all things, and it's not for you. It is. It makes me happy when God gives me stuff. Anybody get a witness to that? That's right, Sky. That's good, isn't it, when God gives you stuff? Um, but in his name, you know, these are all pictures of walking in his, in his name. And I was, I was thinking this morning, well, I was kind of more on the flesh side. I was worrying this morning <laughs> about what I was going to talk about because I've had all these thoughts going through my head when God showed me this and he showed me that a fixed position in his name and that it's a place of rest. And, and I was just sitting there contemplating this morning, asking God to spare me from this moment. <laughs> and I got this picture in my mind of me and my kids. Hi, kids. And, and it was just a peaceful place, but every once in a while, we, get, we go swimming. And uh, sometimes... I started it, you know, I'd say, hey, get on my back. We're going we're gonna to dive down. We're just going to dive down. So I'd have them hang on to my back. Say, all right, hold your breath. Here we go. And I'd just, I'd push down. And I can hold my breath, y'all. I hold all kinds of records in my pool. <laughs> I can hold my breath. <laughs> but we'd get going a little bit, and I would feel them let go, and they'd push off my back and go to the top. Woo, Dad, I don't know if I can go as long as you but after we did that a few times, they would hold on a little long. I'd say, look, we're just, we're just going to go to the other side. 
you know, it's 20 foot. It's not that far. You can make that. Eventually, they'd get where they would hang on, you know, on my back, underwater, holding their breath, and we'd make it to the other side. But, you know, I got to thinking about that this morning. God put that in my head and really gave me some peace, and he said, you know, life's kind of like that when you're walking with me. Didn't he do that to his disciples? Didn't he tell Peter and him, hey, y'all take the boat to the other side. I'll meet you there. They found out they couldn't hold their breath that long, you know. They got out there, and the wind and the waves started crashing. Started crashing on them. Don't you know whatever you ask in his name, he'll do it? Christ was doing that. He was walking as an example to them out in the midst of the water. Twice he did it for Peter. Why Peter, Lord? But he did it twice, didn't he? He came to, one, one time he even went with them. He's like, let's go to the other side. And he goes out with them. And the wind and the waves hit. Something about Jesus likes to sail in the storm. I don't know what his thing with that is. But he loved to do it, didn't he? And he went out. And they're fighting. The boat's getting all overflowed. And uh, lo and behold, somebody said something in his name. Jesus, wake up! <laughs> Can't you see we're dying? We're about to go under. Amen. Your prayer may sound like that. I know mine has sometimes. Amen, them waves start crashing. Oh, Lord, I can't hold my breath through this. And what'd he do? One time, he got up, said his head was on a pillow. Y'all believe that? We're all up, here, up in here about to die, and he's in rest. Well, God just showed me something. That's Christ in you. Thank you, Lord. That's Christ in you. He is sitting there on a pillow waiting for you to ask. Amen? He's right there. He's asleep. He's waiting on you to ask him. Jesus, get up. Can't you see we're drowning? I'm so glad y'all asked. Let me wipe this sleep out of my eyes. All right. Peace. <laughs> he, he was demonstrating this to them. And I'm not sure if he taught it to him first, or if he demonstrated it and then taught it, because I'm not a Bible scholar. Sorry to draw short on you there, but look, he still did it. He sent him across and he went with them. The second time he did it, he sent him across and said, I'll meet you over there. Y'all take off, and I'll meet you over there. Well, y'all know how he likes to sail in the storm. He loves it. I still don't know why. I'm going to send you all out in a storm. He did it to Paul, too. You all know that? He sent Paul out in a storm. So he sends them out. Wind and waves comes again. And this time, they didn't think he was there. They were just going to die. It wasn't no Jesus wake up. It's like, he ain't here. We got this one on our own. We're sailing on our own today. Here it is. They're about to die again. What's Jesus do? Jesus! <laughs> but this time it's interesting. He tells Peter, come on out here with me. Amen? He had, to, he had to get in Christ in the middle of that storm. Didn't he? And he didn't walk it perfectly. He got out there. He got out there and made a few steps. 
and then he sunk. But Jesus didn't let him go all the way down, did he? Sometimes you don't know that you can make it through a crashing wave until you've sucked a little water. Amen? You know you can make it past that. Jesus knew that. He picked him right up. He probably sucked down a little water. When he picked Peter up, do you think, what do you think went through his mind? I bet you he had a lot more rest. Amen? Jesus picked him up to a fixed position, right in the middle of that storm. Look, y'all can call. You can call Jesus right in the middle of your storm. Amen? Because anything you ask, fixed, fixed in a position of rest in my name, I'm going to be right there for you. Amen? And he's faithful, y'all. He is so faithful. All the, the last two years and everything I've been through, and i got to tell you all something. Things happen at certain times in your life, just like that storm happened to, to the people in the boat because they couldn't learn their lesson the first time. I don't know if that's true. I just threw it in there for commentary. But, but they, they ended up with a huge problem about to die more than once, didn't they? And they had to, Jesus had to help them both times. Look, we need his help, don't we? But you know, he'll let you go out on that water. Because look, if you're fixed in his name, sometimes you're not fixed first, right? They weren't fixed both times when, when the storm started crashing on them. They weren't fixed yet. Amen? They weren't. But I bet you their testimony when they was preaching that later on sounded a whole lot different than, Jesus, help us, we're dying. That, that testimony happened, and it's still bearing fruit today. I'm sitting here telling you all about it today. Amen? There are storms that's going to hit us in life, but he's not going to let us fall. And i got to tell you, I was in the midst of a storm. I've been the last couple of years with just, the abundance of work. Everybody says, well, wouldn't you rather have too much work than nothing at all? Now I know that's a trick question. <laughs> Anybody that's ever had too much knows what I just said. But look, we're getting through the end of it, but I'm going to tell you, I come in here one day, and I was sitting up in the balcony over here, and I was eight, up with frustration. I couldn't see anything working out. Remember I told you tomorrow's terrible? Just go there with me for a minute. Well, you can talk about how terrible tomorrow is. Amen? I was all up in some tomorrow. The rest of my life already fell apart. I lost everything I had. Y'all know the place, don't you? Have y'all been there before? Well, I was there. <laughs> and I walked in here one day, and I was so frustrated, I, I couldn't even see straight. I was, I was in tears. And I was sitting up here on the balcony, and I'm going to tell you something. David Etheridge come up to me. I couldn't hide it, y'all. I was ate up. He said, Danny, you're all right? And I'm going to tell you something. He put his hand on me and started praying for me, and it was the most profound prayer I think I've ever had prayed over me in my life, and it was the simplest prayer. I'll tell you all about that next time. 
I'm just kidding. David prayed that, that, I would, that I would know Jesus more. That was his prayer for me. Look, he's called you somewhere you don't know nothing about. And your relationship in him, you don't, be, you don't become fixed in him. He becomes fixed in you immediately when you call on his name. Amen. But it takes a little time. Pride comes before a fall, doesn't it? Boy, I've been prideful. I thought I knew how things were going to work out and could never see them. Matter of fact, it seemed like problems just multiplied. But when, but when David prayed over me that day, I got to tell you, it wrecked me from the inside out. Because when you think you got this perfect relationship and you got it all worked out and you're in the midst of your storm and your problems and your turmoil and somebody prays that you would know Jesus better, Y'all, if you knew him that good, I'd have never ended up in that situation. If I could see tomorrow the way I see it now, I would have understood that prayer that second. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is constantly showing himself to us. He's helping us to know him better, right? Didn't he do it for Peter? Didn't he do it twice? He's going to be right there for us. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, I didn't call for the elders to pray for me, but one prayed for me. And I'm going to tell you, when you know Jesus, and you've walked through some storms with Him, amen, you can look back, and you can, I'm hoping one of these days, I'm going to rock somebody with that, David. It's, God's got to call it, though. Because when you're in the middle of that, it's hard. And I'm going to go right back to the uh, John uh, 16. I think it was 16. Because you got to see this. And this is what rocked me a few a month ago when John asked me to pray. you got to see this. It's so good. And this is how I saw it. So I'm thinking about that day I was. Lord, I pray that, you, that, that Danny would just get to know, would know you more. My gosh, the Bible says that God is unsearchable. Amen. Right when you think you've arrived somewhere, you better kick pride out the boat because he's fixing to bring you through something not to punish you, but so that you'll know him more. Amen. And look here. He says, he says right here, therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice. So he's talking about the times when you're going through sorrows that don't seem like he's there. Second time in the boat, he wasn't in the boat with them, so they thought. Amen. And he says, in that day you will ask me nothing. Y'all, when I read that, and God highlighted this message to me today, I knew, like, I knew in my heart that I'd been in that place. Amen? Aren't we all guilty? Are we asking Christ fixing his name? Are we walking every day under his protection with his word, guarding our heart? Do we know that he's... Every day, he's loading us with blessings. Amen? I love that. Every day, he's loading us with blessings. But he says, most assuredly, I like to shorten that up to, I guarantee you so. <laughs> so in that day, you will ask me nothing. Uh, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Didn't Jesus come when they screamed for him in the boat? 
Amen. Why is it, why is it the times of turmoil that our mouth gets sewed shut? Why is it the trying times when it feels like we can't say nothing and fear and anxiety begins to just paralyze? You ever notice it paralyzes you in your mouth? Amen. Jesus said, you're not going to what? Ask. Fear and anxiety will paralyze your mouth to where you can't even speak. Amen. I don't know how many times I've been there and had the load bearing on me, knowing I just need to reach out to somebody, talk to a brother, talk to somebody, and I'm telling you, I'm guilty of it. I haven't, and it just, it just presses on you. Amen. And Jesus knows that. He says, in that day, I guarantee you so, you won't ask. But he's trying to stir them up. He, he ain't beating them up about it. He ain't saying something's wrong with you about it. He goes on and says, he says this, it's always a choice with the Lord, isn't it? He says, you won't ask him whatever, but, you know, whatever you do ask him, my name he'll give you. He's like, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, sometimes that's how you got to make a suggestion to someone that's like totally whacked out in anxiety. Well, I know you like where you're at, but there's something better out there. Let me just throw that out there and walk away before you cut my head off. <laughs> I've had people dish it out to me a little bit. Help me along the way, verse 24. Until now, you have asked me nothing. You have asked nothing, what? In my name. My God, can you see it this morning, y'all? He wants you to ask. I heard a preacher preaching one time, and he said, if the whole entire world was crumbling and all came to faith one time and asked God for something different in every single life, that the lights in heaven wouldn't even flicker. Amen? He's got an abundant supply. More than we could ask or think. So you can't even pretend to acknowledge what he can bring you through. Y'all, I, could, I couldn't predict the last two years with work and life the way that it's ended. We're kind of coming out of that season now. But looking back, it was daily that he met my need. Amen? Every day something was changing all the way through it. This problem would happen here. This problem would happen there. And daily he would, it, it felt like we was on a thin string the whole time. And things were happening like that all the time. But daily, I would say prayers like this. World's greatest prayer. Lord, help me. Amen. Hey, they prayed that in a boat, didn't they? Why won't it work for me? But hey, that's mustard seed faith, isn't it? You can pray a prayer like that. That's mustard seed faith. It produces... But I can look back and see how every corner, all the destruction that I've seen living in tomorrow, God would just take it and turn it. He would work this out. He would shift some people here. He would make that job wait. He would, he would make this situation change. And, and it just, he's a great architect, y'all. I couldn't draw this out. I couldn't make it. I couldn't. How many people in here have been through some stuff and can see the end of it that you couldn't see in the beginning? Hey, Amen. we're supposed to have peace. You know, you come through him and you get to know him a little bit more. Amen? Yeah. And he desires that. And until now you have asked nothing in my name. And he says at the end of 24, he says, ask. This is where we're going to end up today. 
the uh, prayer team or the altar or the these people want to come up. Worship team. This is where we're going to end up today. Uh, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive. Amen? Look, guys, if you've had anxiety and worries and troubles, you've been through a season or you're starting a season, everything's going, let me tell you something. Jesus didn't say wait a little while. He said ask. Use your mouth. Examine yourself right before you ask. Did you say yes to the Lord? This is for believers. Have you said yes to God? See, He's not done with you yet. He's, he's ready to work all things out for your good. He's ready to produce a harvest in your life. And a matter of fact, you may be going through a time like I've been going through where He's, he's you're getting to know Him a little better. Amen? It's okay. It's okay. Ask. Ask, ask, and you will receive. Look, Christ is in you. He's fixed. He's right there in you, ready to produce and move. Amen. Are you willing to walk with Him and know Him a little more? Can we all say we need to know Him a little more? Amen. We all need to know Him just a little more, don't we? My God, the Bible says we'll never finish knowing Him. He's unsearchable, y'all. He's unsearchable. And so my, my second point closing out here, which will become my first one, because God's a God of order, isn't He? Is look, there may be people in here today, maybe you've been examining yourself a little bit through this message, and maybe you found out that Christ ain't in you. Amen? There's, maybe you was born in a Christian home. By the way, I was supposed to say hi. Welcome to everybody on Facebook land. <laughs> Welcome to church today. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mercedes. And Christy. But look, if you're out there and uh, you know in your heart, you know in your heart that Christ isn't fixed in there. You know, Christ died for our sin. This is how he becomes fixed, y'all. He can't be in the same place that, that sin is. Amen? He went there one time and he was done with it. One and done. Amen? He dealt with it. And he did it in our place. Amen? And there's an opportunity right now. I believe, you know, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit's been working. In verse 16, I kind of I I read that earlier. But he said, when the Holy Spirit's come... He comes to convict the world of sin. Look, if you know that Christ isn't in you, something is. Amen, we're all born that way. We're, we're born into sin. It's, a, it's something that, that this gospel is, is void without Christ in it. Amen? And if you need Christ today, if you know that He's not fixed in you and you haven't fixed, what do I mean by fix? Look, guys, you got to be willing to turn from that sinful lifestyle. I just sat here and described all kinds of victory and turmoil. and But you know what? He overcame the world, didn't he? He said that stuff's going to happen. 
I can't imagine. It's been 11 years since I said yes to the Lord, but I can't imagine still being in the place I was with the same kind of troubles and anxieties that I had back then because I was on the verge of losing everything. Yeah. But I can't imagine having to keep walking right now without Him. Amen. Look, if you're in that place, you can say no to sin. You can say no to the things that's been entangling you and keeping you back. And He'll meet you right there. Look, if you ask anything, you can ask something in Jesus' name for the first time today. You can ask Him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. Amen? Um, and I just want to give a second uh, for that call. Um, Pastor John has uh, felt led to... We sing a song during this time. And I'm just going to turn it over to the to the worship team for a minute. And look, if this is you, if you're the one that knows that you don't have Christ fixed in your heart today, amen, if you've examined yourself, like the Word says, He said examine yourself to know if Christ is in you. Look, guys, this can be repaired today. Immediately. Immediately. And I believe the Holy Spirit's here convicting you of that sin that you need to turn from. Amen? And if that's you today, we're just going to give you a minute. Uh, just come to the front. If that's you... Just stand up and come to the front right now. We're going to give you a couple minutes to respond, if that's you. Hey, if you're online watching, since I remembered you guys were with us today too, look, if that's you, leave a comment in the uh, messages. You know, you can, you can go right now. Matter of fact, we're just going to do this just a little bit different. You guys, if this is you, I want to ask the church. I want to ask the church, maybe you're sitting at home, maybe you're in here, but we're going to pray today together. Amen. Is everybody good with this? Um, so what I want everybody to do, look, if this is you, come forward. Jesus went to the cross in public. Amen. And if you can break that chain of fear and come up here today, uh, we'll have someone here to meet you uh, to pray this prayer. I just want to give just a second before we pray together.